This is Tristan Beeman of the Wine Exchange in Santa Ana. You're listening to a spectacular vintage year in food news, SoCal Restaurant Show. Cheers. And welcome back. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show. And we're here with you every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. until 12 noon right here on AM830, KLAA, the home of Angels Baseball 2024 and Las Vegas Raiders football. And you can also catch us on the AM830 KLAA app. I'm Andy Harris, the executive producer and co-host of the show, and we're enthusiastically presented each and every week by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. Picking up our conversation with restaurateur extraordinaire uh, Nancy Silverton, who among her many accomplishments was the founder of La Brea Bakery, pioneering artisan bread in the United States, uh, now is best known in Hollywood for all the restaurants that are associated with Mozart. So that is Osteria Moza, Pizzeria Moza, Moza, Chispacha, uh, and Moza to go. And it is a pleasure to welcome Nancy back to the show. Nancy, the point that I wanted to make before we pick up the conversation and talk about some specific recipes is this book is designed and every recipe is tested for the home cook to be able to uh, accomplish. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that because I think that's key. Um, you know, you are, uh, in terms of, of, you know, pastry and, and the culinary arts, you're way up there, but, you know, you understand what the needs of a home cook are. Well, you know, I think that a home cook wants to succeed. And I think that myself and other cookbook authors, it's our job if we're going to write a cookbook is to set these home cooks up for success. And I think the only way to do it is to write recipes that are not only clear to follow and the recipes tested and accurate. You know, there's always minor mistakes in a book that get corrected throughout the second and third, fourth printing, you know. But um, sometimes people confuse my books or my recipes as being difficult because they look lengthy. And they look lengthy because I intentionally put sort of all of the, um, all that's necessary, including the watch points, in order to be successful with the dish, right? So it's certainly easy to say, throw the butter into the mixer and mix until combined, scrape it out of the bowl, put it in the pan and bake. And then it's like, wow, I love her recipes because they're so simple. But there's so much room for error, especially with the confident cook that's maybe not quite as confident. They need to know that the butter whitens, right? Or that it leaves the, leaves the sides of the bowl, or that it doubles in volume, you know? And those are all words that make a recipe longer. Um, and so, yes, these recipes are geared towards the home cook because I think that that's who my audience is, you know? Um, I think that. Um, chefs, including myself, I say, are guilty of buying people's books. So I buy book, cookbooks because I like to support cookbook authors. But I also like to turn the pages and, 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 and be inspired by the photos or the title or the ingredients. But I don't really follow recipes. And I think that's true with most chefs, right? But home cooks actually look for the recipe, and as soon as they make a recipe that doesn't work, they kind of close the book, put it on the shelf, and never return to it. Um, and that's not what I want. No, uh, definitely agreed. Um, 
Nancy, to kind of illustrate to our audience some of the care and attention that goes to each of these recipes that are in your book, uh, you know, everybody's got the world's best recipe for lemon bars, and I know that's a treat that's not a favorite of yours. Tell us a little bit about how you approach the dilemma of improving or perfecting lemon bars. So, you know, uh, um, writing up the, uh, sort of the table of contents of this book, and knowing that it was the, you know, again, these classic desserts, everybody or most people love lemon bars. Now, it was something that I never loved. I didn't grow up with them. I mean, a lot of people grew up with them. That was the dessert that their that their mother made, say, you know, and they, or they had at picnics. And a lot of people I've heard over the years, I love lemon bars. Well, I never liked them for a few reasons. One, they I didn't have any relationship with them growing up. But also, visually, I never liked the way they looked sitting on a counter um, in a coffee bar because um, uh, when they were, after they were uh, chilled, uh, they were always dusted with a layer of powdered sugar that as sat, it started to melt because that's what happens when powdered sugar sits on top of any type of lemon dessert. The acidity in the dessert just eats up and makes that powdered sugar sweat. So that was always not, visually, it just always bothered me that, that the tops was like clumps of powdered sugar. But then when I went to eat them, they were always way, way, way too sweet. Um, I never liked the texture of that baked lemon pudding. And um, I didn't like, there was a funny aftertaste. I think something kind of um, happens when that egg and lemon mixture would bake in the oven and it's it really had this weird aftertaste to me that I didn't like. And so I wanted to make a lemon bar that um, that I would like as well, or let's suppose, or let's put it this way, that at least I would eat. So it's not one of my favorite recipes in the book. Um, but um, I did, you know, again, I did want to include it. And with, by the way, with all the recipes that, that are that are in the book and taking them you know into consideration there are they are classics I didn't want to change them and reinvent them into something that was not recognizable by adding crazy flavors um, or, or crazy ingredients so this is just as we know it it's um, a cake or cookie like base and it has the lemon filling on top so I, I made a, a base that I really like with pine nuts because I like the flavor of pine nuts and um, and um, lemon, um, and so it has that that softish cookie slash cake like bottom. But then on top, rather than uh, do a baked lemon filling, I took one of my favorite lemon tarts, which is actually borrowed from the French version of a lemon curd tart. So I made a curd on dough top and then poured that on and let it set. And to me, the whole flavor is much more delicious. What a transformation, Nancy. Now, um, before we run out of time, I do want to mention to our listeners that there is an opportunity coming up to support a very worthy cause 
and also meet Nancy and enjoy her food. Nancy is a big supporter of the Careers Through Culinary Arts program that helps at-risk high school students, trains them in the culinary arts, and provides job opportunities and scholarships for those that want to go on. Their big annual benefit is Friday evening, May 17th, at the Jonathan Club in downtown L.A. We will have Nancy back on before then to talk more about the event. But Nancy is our celebrity chef for that evening and will be joined by a couple chef colleagues, I understand, to be announced that she is actually mentored because something Nancy also does is she has mentored a lot of young chefs along the way who have gone on to be very successful uh, on their own. You mentioned Roxana Julepot. We also might mention uh, Matt Molina, who you've uh, encouraged and are also in in business with. So uh, again, supporting young people in the culinary arts, Nancy, giving them opportunities. I don't think there's anything more important to the future of the industry. Yeah, I'm yeah, really looking forward to it. And that is a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful uh, organization and a necessary one and one that gives all of us restaurateurs pleasure when we can help out in any way through education, feeding the hungry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Nancy, um, you, for people that want more information just about you, uh, there are various websites that you're connected with. We'll give the title of the book again before we're all said and done here. But is there one better website for you in terms of Nancy Silverton? Well, I don't think so, except for just on the Moza, right? On the Moza one, you know, it has a, a short, probably, biography. But to be honest, I'm not really even sure about that. Well, I think... <laughs> what, when I talk to you next time, I'll have a better answer. How about that? Well, I, I can help people out. I think probably the easiest is, as you say, as you mentioned, the Moza website. So that is com that has all your restaurants on it and menus, and that's a good place to start. And Osteria is spelled O-S-T-E-R-I-A, and it's Moza, M-O-Z-Z-A. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, um, someone that has contributed so much to the American culinary arts, uh, artisan pizza, artisan bread, um, desserts that weren't fussy but absolutely delicious and looked impressive on the plate. Nancy Silverton, her new cookbook, which I can't recommend more. I've had a lot of fun paging through it, but also being able to sample about 18 items from the book. It is the cookie that changed my life and more than 100 other classic cakes, cookies, muffins, and pies that will change yours. Nancy, always good catching up with you. And again, congratulations on this one and uh, looking forward to May 17th. Thank All you. Right, we'll talk more. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, you are listening to the SoCal Restaurant Show. When we come back, we are talking with Spanish chef Sandra Cordero. Her flagship restaurant is the Gasolina Cafe and Mercado in Woodland Hills. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show. We're proudly presented by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. Don't wander far. 